and welcome to episode 7 of the second series of Ooh To Be A Podcast, our Huddersfield Town podcast. Uh, joining me today is Mel Booth and Reese Thomas. Uh, we're going to talk about the Liverpool match last week and look ahead, ahead to Watford this week um, and just kind of talk everything Huddersfield Town. Uh, to kick us off, Liverpool, again a good performance, uh, pretty unlucky not to come away with anything out of that, but do you think it's more of a, a positive, despite it being... A, a loss. Do you think that's more of a, a positive result than maybe it, it, it says on the tin? Yeah, I, I think it was um, a really positive um, performance. Obviously, the result was the same as last season, but last season it was 3-0. So, you know, it, it, it was very, very encouraging from town, even in defeat. And I think all you need to see was the reaction after the final whistle. Um, the fans stayed, a lot of them, afterwards to make sure that the team got a good reception and there was almost a lap of honour uh, by players going around and making sure that they showed their appreciation uh, to the fans for what was incredible back in once again um, I think the the fans appreciated that the team were having a go, they weren't cowed by facing a team who were in the Champions League final only a few months ago um, and I thought that it was the, the the fans will respond if Huddersfield Town are having a go. They don't want to see him going out there just trying to defend and cling on for points. I think there's more to it than that. And if they can see that everyone's giving 100% and the team are having a go and they're setting up to trouble teams as good as Liverpool, then it's got to be a positive sign. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about the luck that's not quite been there for, for Town this season already. You know, they've had some good performances against Liverpool, Burnley, Tottenham. You know, you can list off Everton as well. You can list off more. But they haven't got that win yet. Um, and the luck again seemed to be against them, against Liverpool, the penalty incident, the James Milner handball. How did you see it, Reese? Do you think it was a penalty or can you see where the, the ref came from? I think it's so confusing these days what is classed as a handball and what isn't but from my perspective I did, I did think it was a penalty I thought it wasn't so close to Milner as to be um, point blank range where he couldn't get his arm out of the way um, it did hit his leg before which you have got to take into consideration but I think the fact that as well it stopped the ball going through to the Huddersfield player and really stopped a, a goal scoring chance so I mean I think looking at it again, you you probably would say it is a penalty, and when you combine that with the chances that um, Town had in the first half and and the performance, and particularly considering Liverpool hadn't really had a chance before Salah scored, mm. it's it's another difficult one to swallow. Really, I think it was a really good first half performance, and it's it's funny to think for a, a team that hasn't scored at home for so long, you're wondering at half time how haven't they scored yeah. in that half, but. But well, that's how you felt, really. Yeah. Well, how did you see the penalty incident? Man? Yeah, I mean, I I thought I thought it was a penalty at the time. I know me and you looked at each other in the press box, Rory, and we thought that's a penalty. Mm-hmm. And I am absolutely convinced that if the same thing had happened at the other end of the pitch, it would have been given. So you can read into that what you like, but you know, it it was one of those where Town were desperately unlucky. Obviously, the hog shot was a was a, a fantastic effort at goal as well. Um, but, you know, personally, I would like to have seen Town getting more people in and around the box. I mean, we've talked about quality of service into the box all season. It is improving. Town are getting better service in there, particularly Lerva and Durham. They're delivering good ball into the box. Moy as well. And and the wingers, um, and Benza came on and got a good crossing late on as well. So, 
the balls are starting to get into the box. But I, I made the point earlier in the week that um, on, on those two occasions when Hogg hit the post, when Derm originally put the ball into the box, there was only um, Lauren de Poitre and Flo Hadajinai in the box to try and get on the mm. end of it. When it was returned into the box, they'd been joined by Alex Pritchard. He'd played the ball up originally for de Poitre to challenge for the header that led to the chance. So you, you, you sort of compare that with... Everton and watch how they got pulled the match out of the fire right at the death uh, in their game and scored two goals late on. And when the ball was nicked into the box, there were six players mm-hmm. waiting to put the ball in the net. So that's something I think Town have got to try and address. Something's got to change in the final third mm-hmm. for Town to get the goals that they want. So while it was, in my book, an extremely positive performance against Liverpool and Town didn't get any luck whatsoever... Um, I think that there are things which they can still work on and still look to improve on, which will help their chances of scoring the goals that they need. Touching on that point again then, is it a case of, we've spoken about the bad luck they've had as well, is it a case that town need their luck to change or they need more shooting practice or do they need a bit of both? I would say it's a bit of both, really. I mean, you know, luck is a you know it's it's a very subjective thing, isn't it? You always feel when things are not quite going for you, or you're not getting the results that you feel you should have, that the luck is going against you. I mean, I think Town can genuinely point to the number of chances. I think David Wagner made reference to it in his press conference behind Manchester City. You know, they are the second most prolific team at hitting the woodwork. So that that tells you a little story in 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 itself, uh, and it's clearly something that the the head coach is aware of because he wouldn't have mentioned it in the press conference if he'd if he'd not been. So they do feel hard done by, and obviously that's gonna um, fuel their bid um, to to create more chances and and to hopefully eventually pick up pick up more points. Uh, but you know you've got to get to the stage where you are in the end helping yourself. No one's going to do it for you. Town have got to keep on going. They've got to try and make more of the chances which they do create. And that was shown, as Reese made mention earlier, by Liverpool. They'd basically not had a look in when Salah scored, but Town they switched off in two vital areas very very briefly, and it went against them. Philip Billing just went slightly wandering in midfield which allowed um, uh, Jordan Shakiri to find that space. And then Christopher Schindler wasn't quite close enough um, to Salah on the edge of the box. That gave Salah just the amount of room he needed to be able to get the shot in and squeeze the uh, the ball past um, Jonas Lossel. So those just two little fractional you know, moments, lapses of, of concentration prove very costly in a game where, in fact, your team have played extremely well. Mm. Jurgen Klopp said after the game, he, he apologised for to the Huddersfield Town fans who he said, you know, can, could have expected more from that match. Do you think it was Liverpool not at their best or Town maybe restricting Liverpool to not be at their best? Where do you see it? Do you think it was an off day for, for the Reds or do you think Town have actually, you know, had them there and and really put them under pressure. I think again it, it was a bit of both really. I think um we we'd spoken um last week about the the fact that Liverpool struggled against the the teams in the relegation zone before and I did think the way they played last week I think that's again they probably would have lost last year or or at least dropped points in and I think that there was a bit of a benefit for Huddersfield in that Mane wasn't playing. I think he's 
he's so dynamic and his first movement is so quick and unpredictable that you were able to to mark a bit closer to Salah and, and to Shakiri and these types of players. But I also think that, that Huddersfield did just play really well. I think they they maybe had a bit more intensity than Liverpool, who were maybe expecting to just be able to breeze to a win and ended up in a bit of a battle, which they probably didn't expect to be in. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I definitely think a lot of it was down to Huddersfield, but I guess the question is, it had a bit of a kind of FA Cup third round type mentality of, of keeping a great team at bay. It's hard to know how much that blueprint can be put onto the games like Watford where mm. I think like Mel said, I think they can't hurt you as much. You probably need to be showing a bit more attacking intent and, and throwing more bodies forward against those types of teams. But just for the sheer fight and passion that Wagner talks about every week, they showed so much of it and I think a lot of it was down to a, a really good performance to be honest. You mentioned Watford then, we'll move, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, obviously tomorrow's match, 3pm at Vicarage Road. Um, last season, two wins for town against Watford. Do you think we can expect that again? And do you think, in terms of, because they, they did the double open last year, do you think we'll see David Wagner maybe going back to the formation and the tactics that he used last year? Or will he... You know which which was the four two three one week after week, or will it be the five at the back which has played so well so far this season? Yeah, that's the million dollar question, I suppose. Really, it's very difficult to work out exactly what what David is going to do. I mean, none of us predicted that Chris Lover would have played as the left centre back in in a three uh, last week, um, and it and it worked very well. It enabled Eric Derm to go on to the left wing back position uh, and it and you know town set up really well they look quite comfortable um but of course you really cannot predict what what he's going to do he feels that both those systems uh, work well for his team and that he's got the personnel now interchangeable personnel if you like who can who can make it work it could be though that they decide to get a bit more wing power on there a bit more wide um sort of uh threat. Uh, I know that the team that you know you put the they gave the fans a chance to pick the team um on the website Rory and I think they've gone for wingers, haven't they? Yeah, Van Paren and Benza. Yeah. Which, you know, I thought Mbenza did quite well when he came on. Um and he looks the sort who might make an impact. Uh and, you know, people are constantly saying we need these new signings to make uh, an impact. It was quite encouraging in the press conference to hear that Ramadan Sobe, you know, he's finally in contention and fully fit and ready to go. David Wagner said he was he was close to putting him in the squad against Liverpool, uh, but decided that an extra day's training and then another week's training would do him uh, you know, the the, the the world of good. And hopefully that will pay off because, you know, he came with a reputation and and a price tag. And the fans want to see him. You know, we've seen six minutes of him so far away at Manchester City, which, you know, it was, it was impossible to judge anything from. So it would be nice um, to see Ramadan so be given a go and Benza maybe on there as well. Uh, and, you know, give Watford something to think about. Yeah. Well, one player we're not going to see is, uh, is well, uh, who we didn't think we were going to see, sorry, is Terence Congolo, uh, who obviously got injured uh, against Tottenham. Um, pretty badly and it, it looks he was going to be out for five or six weeks it now looks like well he's, he rejoined training this week so I think we we're not expecting him to start at least tomorrow but he's 
just about in contention and it looks like maybe for Fulham that'll be when he really comes back. I think when he first got injured, everyone was very worried because he was the, the standout defender so of those first six games. After that, after playing a couple of games without him, is he as crucial to this town team now? Because town have put in two very good performances uh, when maybe we didn't expect, you know, thinking, right, you're going to go into the Liverpool game without Terence Congolo. You're, you're sort of imagining the worst. So do you think maybe that injury has either bonded town together a bit more or do you think maybe just he just isn't as crucial to that back four and the organisation is still there with him or without him? I think maybe he's he has set a standard that other people are now starting to live up to, to be quite honest. If you get a player who comes in and plays as well as him, that lifts everyone around him. And I think it's it sort of sets the bar and people realise what they've got to live up to. Um, you know, it, it, Stankovic, you would have thought, would have been the man who could have stepped straight in as an extra centre-back if you needed it. It happened to be Chris Lover when they went to the five, so... Um, you know, it, it it's it shows that David Wagner will pick the players who are in form and showing the best form in matches and in training, and I think that's what he will do. He will pick the players who are showing the best form. Um, now, if Congolo has helped to set that bar high, that's only a good thing, and Terence Congolo will be desperate to get back into that defence and show what he can do again he's an, you know, he's an imposing player, he's a talented player he's an expensive player from Huddersfield Town's point of view uh, and you need him to be playing in the Premier League You know, the Town have got to get up that table so your best players are the ones who are going to get in there and do it for you mm-hmm. uh, Moving on to, to Watf- the Watford side of things, how do you see them this season Reese? They're kind of a, a weird team to pin down mm-hmm. as to where they actually are in their, in their sort of season yeah, we were speaking about this earlier, weren't we? And it's it is a bit of a a strange one in terms of how how good they are. Because I mean, technically, you'd, you'd say they're having a very good season so far. I know they they got a couple of um of good wins against some of the the top six sides earlier. I think they they beat Manchester United, didn't they? And I think they beat Tottenham as well. Um, so on the one hand, that shows they're having a very very good season, but it's also like we we said about Huddersfield as well. It's a bit of a kind of one off game type situation and it's hard to know how they're going to replicate it across a full season um, I, I watched quite a bit of their game against Bournemouth a few weeks ago and they 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 looked awful at the back really they they did get someone sent off but they, they really looked like they'd completely lost the organisational theme that the manager had spoken about and, and were all at sea really so I definitely think there's a situation that Huddersfield can exploit there and I think what is really important is the fact that Watford are playing to the top of their ability and they've probably got about as high up the table as they can they can hope to get with the squad they have. Um, whereas Huddersfield have, have got all the motivation in the world. They're, they're fighting for their lives. They need that first win. And it looks every week like they want the first win more and more, Huddersfield. So I think I think if they can replicate the performances they've had the last few weeks, then it's, it's a massive opportunity for a win, really. Yeah, the, Watford, they strike me as this sort of team that... There are a few big characters in there, Troy Deeney being being one of them, but they maybe strike me as a team that when they do go 2-0 two, two behind, behind, you don't really see Watford coming back that often. They don't really strike me as that, you know, what what I would say is one of Huddersfield Town's biggest strengths, which is their character. Maybe Watford are the other side of things there. Do you think that means that 
it's really important for town to get at them straight away and get on the front foot like they did last year at Vicarage Road and really put them under pressure from the word go and they, they really didn't put up a fight last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would obviously. I think we said the same thing about um, the, the the Liverpool match. It makes such a difference if you can actually get your nose in front. You know, it's not happening for Town at the moment, but um, you know, it happened at Everton. They didn't didn't the lead didn't last long, did it? It happened at Leicester. There again, they held on a little bit longer, but it didn't last long enough. So you know, they are capable of doing that. And I, I think you made the point, Rory, when we, we were we were chatting about um, going to Watford that. You know, the atmosphere, once they were 2-0 down last year mm-hmm. against Town, the atmosphere in the stadium changed quite markedly. Uh, and Town need to do that if they can get the Watford fans on the Watford players' backs. And let's face it, they'd, they'd had a poor run before they going to Wolves and, you know, getting what people might call a surprise 2-0 win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd had quite a poor run. The, all the points had come at the start of the season. So, you know, it was, it, it was a much-needed win from Watford's point of view. Uh, and had it not come and had they lost last week, they would have been under a lot more pressure to, to perform against Town. So maybe that's something that Town can turn to their advantage. Um, and, and you know, if Town can get their noses in front, it will be very interesting to see how much extra confidence that brings and how much pressure it puts on Watford to respond. One thing that the, the manager and also Aaron Moy was asked about um, today in the press conference was just how tight the table is and, and what effect that has on the squad and their sort of mentality. I guess we're in the similar position as we were last season in that anyone out of the bottom 12 clubs can probably go down. So you're kind of looking at Watford as the leader of the second table that Town are a part of. Mm. Personally, where do, you, where do you see that battle going? Do you think... If that'll split up again, or do you reckon we'll see it like last season, going all the way to the wire, and you know people not being safe in eighth position until three weeks before the end of the season? Personally, I think it it, it will stay close, and I think that's a good thing from Town's point of view. You know, we we can't really expect Town to go marching up the table with the, you know three or four wins on the trot. It would be wonderful if it happened, but you know history basically tells you and the experience of the last two seasons tells you that that's probably not likely to happen <coughs> excuse me it's very very important that they don't get cut off with two or three clubs four or five clubs it's very important that town hang on and we're within striking distance of as as many people as possible and i think that's where you're talking about the importance of the upcoming matches, and I think the last nine or ten, ten, ten games we've talked about in the press conference, I think uh, Aaron Moy certainly point, pointed to that. And, you know, they are important games because, you know, the town have played a lot of big clubs already. They've had a lot of tough assignments. Uh, and then you come into a period where you think that you should have a better chance of picking up points. And obviously there are home games against Fulham and West Ham coming up after this trip to to Watford, where you would hope that Town can, A, get off the mark at home this season and get off the mark at home for the first time since April and also put some, some points on the board. It's not going to be easy, but you hope that. And then you've got, you know, Wolves away, tough, but then Brighton at home. Then you've got those couple of away games, Bournemouth and Arsenal, which are going to be hard work. But then you've got two very, very um, 
attractive home games, shall we say, or they look attractive at the moment, you know, against Newcastle, who, with all their problems off the field, um, you know, are bottom of the, of the table at the moment, um, and looking for a revival uh, under Rafa Benitez, and Southampton, who don't look stoked with confidence at all, uh, and those two games just before Christmas, you know, you're really looking after then to see exactly where town are, and hopefully... They're not in the bottom three anymore and they're in touch with teams in the middle of the table where they can you know, pick up a vital win here and there and move themselves away from the danger zone. Looking at those, at those fixtures then, how important is it to get the win this weekend to give them some momentum going into that? I think it is important to get it as soon as possible. Cause, um, I mean, for instance, at the moment, the home game against Fulham, that looks such a, an appetising game. I think... I heard the other day Fulham, if they replicated how many goals they've scored so far, if they had that same rate the whole season, they'd concede, I think it was 106 goals. So their their defence is awful at the moment, basically. So that, that looks really appetising, but you don't want to go into that game with the pressure of this is the game we need to win. The crowd tension will obviously be there. You want to go in a bit more relaxed knowing that you've got the win. So... It seems obvious saying that you want the win as soon as possible, but this would be a really good opportunity for it. Um, I think Town will be taking some encouragement from how much teams like Newcastle and Fulham and Cardiff are struggling at the moment. They're very much still in the mix, and and the run of games that that's had early in the season are very hard. So I think it is very important to get it this weekend, but I think, obviously, because Watford are a fairly good team, if they don't win, I don't think it'll be the end of the world, but... They do need to get that first win on the board just for a, for a confidence point of view as soon as possible, really. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think one thing that everyone talks about going into a season, especially if you're a fan of a team which is expected to be down the bottom, is are there three teams that are worse than your team in the league? I think the last few seasons it's, it's very hard to answer that question and the worst teams don't always go down. Mm. And maybe nowadays it's more like there aren't three teams that are worse than you, but there are... Th- probably 12 teams that are on par with you taking that into account how are we feeling confidence wise in terms of the rest of the season obviously it's it's hard to be overly confident with no wins on the board but performance wise how do we see this if town can keep up that level of performance where do you see their season going from here uh, I, I am very hopeful if they keep playing well that um, they will pick up the points that they need they have got to start scoring more goals, though. That's obvious. The set pieces, um, and um, you know, not just free kicks, but you know, corners and things like that. Those routines have improved. Uh, Town looked dangerous from them, and in fact, they've been scoring from them. Um, so it was, and it was from a, a, a throw-in routine with Phil Billy. I think that the Schindler goal came at, at Burnley, which was was from open play. But Town have got to score more goals. That's obvious. Um, they're on um, expected goals of uh, I think less than half a goal per game is what the bookmakers say that's not going to be good enough so that's got to improve Um, if that improves and you hope that it will do if they continue to to play as well as they are and continue to um, get as much possession as they can as well um, that gives them more opportunity to make more of it that the points will come as well Uh, but the key is they've got to start scoring more goals Reese, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. I think um, if they 
plan is to stay stay in every game and and keep it tight then you you're more likely to have more draws which might might help if you're already in a fairly good position but when town are in the position that they're in that they need wins then i think a, a more attacking mindset will help um i think there's always a couple of teams as well that are down there that will end up changing manager and they quite often get a new manager boost and and some of them can completely change and, and motor away so I think it's important to get points on the board as, as quickly as possible and, and, and keep yourself afloat, really. But having seen some of the other teams down there, I'm, I'm actually fairly hopeful that, that Town will be, will be competitive. Not to say they will definitely stay up, but I think there's other clubs that have got equally, if not bigger, problems. So we'll, we'll just have to see how yeah, it I mean, goes, really. If you look at Palace just outside the, the, the zone, you know, they've, they've got an incredibly tough run of matches coming up. And they're nowhere, you know. They're they're not miles ahead of town, and town have already had an incredibly tough mm-hmm. run of matches. So, you know, there are people there who are vulnerable, and I'm sure that there are others who think that they're okay at the moment. Will slip into the mix. So, um, yeah, you you've got to you've got to take that into account. But town have got to start helping themselves at some point, and that means scoring some goals, and defending at their end long enough and hard enough to make sure that that counts for points. So, you know, personally, I'd like to see more men in the box trying to make more, more, more of the chances. And if they do that, then I'm sure the goals will come. All right, what, what do you expect for this weekend? Then I'm going to push you for predictions. I would love to say a town win. Uh, I'm actually going to say it'll probably be a draw. But I think a point away from home at Watford would be no bad thing. Um, I don't want town to come away with another defeat. A win would be wonderful, but if I had to plump for a result, I would go for a score draw. I think Town will um, score. It'd probably be one each. I probably will stick my neck out and say I think Town will win, actually. Um, I think just the how much they want the win and, and the intensity of the performances they've had recently, um, I think they might catch Watford out, really. And I think sometimes when teams play Huddersfield as well, away the Watford supporters or, or similar clubs they go to the game thinking that it's three points in the bag and I think there's a bit of a, a tendency for them to get on the team's back of it if they're not winning mm-hmm. fairly soon so I think Town have got a chance to exploit that and I just feel like if they score the first goal they've got a very good chance I've, I've got a feeling they might win tomorrow Yeah I'm agreeing with you Reese. I think I think this is this is the one. I mean, I've said it every week. <laughs> the last, the last night, every week, finally. Finally. <laughs> Anyway, that brings this episode uh, to a, a close. Uh, we'll be back next week where we'll be looking back at the Watford match. But until then, keep the faith. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favourite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. April 5th, 1918. The occurrence of influenza of severe type was reported in Kansas. This flu will become the most deadly pandemic in modern history. How did the influenza of 1918 spread so far, so fast? And does it tell us anything about this next big outbreak? I'm Sally Helm, and this is History This Week. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.